Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Wow. and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by top London radio DJ and certified Japanophile, Mr. Pete Donaldson. Pete, why are you still topless? Because <laughs> it's still bloody hot, that's why. I'm this sweating is, like a dreadful. pig. I'm here in London, ladies and gentlemen, sitting next to Pete. Mm. It's quite hot. He is topless. Yeah. This is unacceptable. I'm, I'm, I am so hot, I'm literally burning, but Inst- I'm not wearing a t-shirt. I'm not topless. Oh. I conduct these podcasts with a level of professional decorum. professionalism and decorum that <laughs> you just simply I like the way you tossed off the word professionalism. 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 I haven't drunk enough coffee to be able to pronounce big words. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Yeah, it's the summer's... On its way, I think. Uh, I'm going to be looking forward to uh, autumn, I think. I was really praying for a really warm summer. Uh, but all we've really had is like rainy day, ridiculously hot day, rainy day, ridiculously hot day. Well, I'm going to and have to cut you off British, there, Pete. Well, you have to cut you off because British people uh, I read, be a, read, a, read a comment the other day right. from someone yeah. hating on the Born Japan podcast. It says, <laughs> right. we discuss the weather too much. Yeah, I am stuck my plum. <laughs> <laughs> what I will say, though, is I've been enjoying my time back in the UK immensely. Mm. Yes. The weather is rather pleasant here Ooh. take that Ooh. weather hater um, yeah it's nice the thing I like the most about the UK is the food right okay I yeah. love the food here I've been eating bacon and sausages <laughs> and cheese that's yeah. why I'm probably more overweight now than I was a few <laughs> weeks ago um, I it makes me realise how angry I am when people in Japan tell me that British food is awful right okay yeah, yeah, yeah. British food was awful up until probably the noughties <laughs> probably in the last 20 years it's, it's improved quite a lot right yeah I think uh, for various reasons but what annoys me the most is in Japan, when you say, I'm from England, they'll go, oh, wow, Sugoi, Harry Potter. And then they'll go, oh, but the food's awful, isn't it? And I'll be like, no, it's not. I'll be like, when did you go to England? And they'll go, oh, never. Mm. And I'll be like, well, well, don't lecture me on British food when you've not been there. If you've been in the UK for a month right. and you've eaten all the different foods, all the pies and fish and chips yeah. and butter beer, all right, and you still think British food's awful? That's fine. I'll accept that. But don't tell me British food's awful when you haven't been here. Is but it's not beer that bad. From Harry Potter. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> Do we drink Shut butter up, beer? Pete. Butter beer is amazing. We drink it. Disgusting. Um, and we have wizards and magic wands. <laughs> but no, it really does annoy me. That's one of the things that bugs me the most about Japan. I'm going to make a video on a. I'm going to make a video about it, mm. and it's going to be me walking through Tokyo, shouting at Japanese people who I tell me British food's bad. Fear that throwing fish and chips at them. I fear that. Um, 
Oh, food is dreadful. And well, you, you are, are part of the problem. Why am I part of Where the problem? Where do you eat? Where do you eat your food? I eat in, in your chi- house, pot noodles. Chinese, Japanese, all uh, all the food of the world. But I mean, I never bother my. I never eat fish. See, and, I like, eat, our food is fish and chips. I eat That's at pubs, and some of the best right. food you can get in the UK is just gastro pub food. <laughs> We're yes, talking I'd say that. Yeah. Shepherd's pie, roast dinners. Yeah, but yeah. I mean. It, it's all very basic, isn't it? It's just there's no craft well, to cutting off a slice of meat. Japanese food is basic, and then just comes. putting meat gravy, which is just salty meat, salty amazing. meat juice on top. I of think the... I think the main reason they have is that British food we don't put a lot of effort into presentation. Whereas if you look right. at Japanese food, it's beautifully curated. It mm. looks like art. You know, you eat something like fugu, where it's mm. sliced up and looks like a beautiful tapestry. You or had that sushi again in or... Tokyo Station, didn't you? Fugu fried. Uh, yeah, I had fried yeah. fugu in Tokyo Station. Interesting. Yeah, in a recent video, but. We don't put enough present- effort into presentation, so it looks a bit of a mess. So yeah. I think that's it. Anyway. <laughs> hot pot. We like hot pots here, don't we? There you go. But let <laughs> us know. Do you, what do you think about British food? Let us know at the Abroad Japan <laughs> podcast at gmail.com inbox. Today, we are reading mm. from the fax machine your comments, questions, stories. We're here to do just that. And what's the first one we've got, Pete, from James O'Shea? James O'Shea in uh, Middlesbrough, which Middlesbrough. is uh, kind of where I'm from. Um, currently planning a trip to Japan, and like any true Brit abroad, I would like to know what is the most traditionally English slash a British thing you've encountered in Japan. Likewise, what would be the most traditionally Japanese thing you've come across in the UK? Hmm. Uh, oh, God. You put me on think, the spot yeah, there. Yeah, I mean, you compiled this email, so you should really have an answer. How dare you? What is How the most traditionally abuse? most traditionally British English thing you've encountered in Japan? They have a very actually it ties in quite nicely with Love the first a point. They have quite a warped image of the UK just being Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I remember going into Hub, which is an mm. English themed pub chain, mm-hmm. and it's pretty good. You get reasonably priced drinks from around the world there. Very thick um, glasses. Thick glasses. It's good. But the first time I went there, and they don't do it now, every table had a little pamphlet about British pub culture to educate yeah, 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 masses yeah, yeah. on British pub culture. And it was a complete fabrication of what British pub culture actually is. Mm. They said, in the UK, every Sunday, the British population goes to church. After the sermon, they go and get drunk in the pub, which is built into the church. Mm. And it literally said that. And I was like, what? Which church is this? And why don't I go there? You've not got it massively wrong. (laughs) (laughs) But like... do a lot of drinking. Well, yeah, I suppose. But Uh, I... don't mention the fighting, though. It, uh, yeah, it felt a bit warped. But, um, yeah, I find British-themed pubs look more like what you'd imagine a British pub to look like mm. on a film set than in reality. Yeah. They I look kind of those like barrels and things. But I mean, you've got, you, not only have you got the British pub, you've got the Irish pub as well. They're obviously very, yeah. very good at that. They, yeah. I, I like that um, that Twitter uh, woman, that fascist from uh, from Ireland, who basically said, uh, oh, look at the, the um, Islamification of uh, Ireland. It's only a matter of time before we're under Sharia law on our bollocks. Um, and she was pointing at like a, I think it was like a, um, a halal a meat shop right. uh, in, in, in Dublin or wherever the hell it was. Um, and somebody made the point, sorry, there is an Irish pub in every fucking country in the world. Like, so fucking wind it in. And yeah, obviously she's, she's a fascist. But um, that was a really, really good point. There are Irish pubs everywhere. Well, certainly in Japan, there's no shortage. Mm. You know, there's, there's probably there more, more Irish themed bars than British themed bars. And they yes. basically look the same. Hugely. And, uh, and so also... Different pictures of some of the... If it's an English pub, it has pictures of London. <laughs> if it's an Irish pub, it has pictures of Dublin. Pictures of Dublin, yeah. Um, and also, yeah, and just Guinness is nice there. And yeah, uh, yeah they just do things right. So that's the most do traditional English right. thing you'll find in yeah. Japan, I think. Most traditionally Japanese thing you've come across in the UK. You spend a lot more time in the UK than I do. Yeah, I don't know. There's a lot of karaoke, kind of lucky voice places that kind of co-op that Japanese We do not feel. have karaoke in the UK. We do, well, we I'm do glad it we badly. don't. We do it badly, but I mean, we, we do it. We, yeah. In the big cities, you've got lucky voice everywhere. It's very expensive. Very expensive. Mm. Um, yeah. So I would, Wagamamas. I would say that, Wagamamas. 
Wagamamas, yeah. I mean, there's the um, Itsus and the Yosushi and stuff oh, like that. Oh, yeah, we do have Itsu and Yosushi. Um, Rama do... plays a shoryu yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So we, really? we got Yeah, we, we got bits and bobs. I do recommend the Itsu. Um, is it Itsu or is it... Uh, what's that other one that we've got that do like katsu? They're obsessed with katsu. Katsu curry is everywhere now. Everything has to have... Well, God I did walk past the Coco curry. curry house in oh, Coco Shibanya, yeah. It was pretty busy, yeah. It's <laughs> ah, yeah. impressive. Yeah, it seems very busy, and uh, if you can get a seat, it's uh, it's, it's not, a bad little, not a bad little bit of food, I'd say. Uh, Matt in Birmingham in the UK. I love the podcast. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Uh, it keeps me entertained and informed while I'm running. What are you running from, though, Matt? That's what I would ask. A friend of mine went to Japan last year, travelling on his own, and he had mostly great uh, time. Uh, but uh, he told me that there were onsen he went to where he was sat minding his own business when several locals started splashing the water. Um, at first, he thought it was weird, uh, but it became increasingly clear uh, that they were intentionally splashing him. He eventually got annoyed and left. This is an onsen, a hot spring. Uh, yeah. Blimey. Um I don't. I, I've not been in that situation. Uh, I've been in a situation where some Chinese kids were splashing around and treating it like a like a really a pool. Yeah, um, it's very loud. This is a but... really weird story. Is I've never heard of this happening. <laughs> yeah, it's people weird. splashing you at a hot spring. Yeah, usually in hot springs, people sit kind of very quietly in the corner and just get on with it. Yes, and it's lovely. I like it. People don't mess about in Japan around yep. pools any Huge. kids that do usually are thrown out the window yeah um, yeah if that happens to you that's that's really weird very very strange I don't know why that would happen like he that. says um, he didn't have any tattoos so I doubt that offended him in some way so right. no tattoos you've got tattoos you've been to an onsen you didn't yeah. get splashed except by me probably <laughs> no I, yeah, I don't know why anybody would do that I, I think I think they're far and fast rule with travelling anyway if someone's been a dick they're just being a dick, you know. It doesn't have to be culturally justified because it can't be culturally justified. It's just somebody being a fucking dick. So exactly. don't worry about it. Don't worry about it, Matt in Birmingham. It's fine. I've never seen anything like that. We've got a question from Leanne from Pennsylvania. Ooh. Hi, Chris and Pete. Did you visit Japan before you moved there or did you take a leap of faith? My end goal after university is to get a job in Japan, but I don't think I'll be able to afford a vacation there before I go. I've been in love with Japanese culture, architecture, food, language, and pop culture since I was a very young child. And I watched videos on the good, the bad, and the ugly to prepare myself in any way possible. And I'm still sure of myself. Many people tell me I need to visit to make sure I like it, but I just don't see that being possible. Any advice um, before I go? Leanne from Pennsylvania. Mm. I, I mean, I didn't go to Japan before I moved there. Yeah. Which is quite weird. Right. You think you'd feel out a country's culture and mm. what it's like before going. But I kind of wanted to dive in the deep end. I thought it'd be a lot of fun. If, like me, Leanne, you want to see your f- entire life story as like a movie, do it, because it'll be fun. There'll be loads of stories and weird, crazy stuff that'll happen. Mm. It'll be amazing. And you'll look back on it in 10 years and go, wow, that was fun, like I do now. Seven years ago, I moved to Japan, and uh, you know, a day's gone by that I regret it. And I've had very few negative experiences that I can draw from, actually. It's almost a disappointment. Huge. I've not really experienced any races or anything like that that I can mm. talk about. And... um. Yeah, for the most part, Japan's a great place to live, work, and and get on with it. Mm. I'm annoyed I missed out myself, quite frankly, and I have to just oh, take, take the odd holiday. Old but I mean, if you go back in time now, would you try and go to Japan and teach in another program? Yeah, I think so. Because you didn't but, get yeah. on the jet program. Yeah, because I was just terrible. I, I, I mean, you, you're smirking at me because you got on, but I'm just saying I was rubbish. I, I'll happily admit that. I'm rubbish. Now, I'd probably tank it now, to be honest. Well, this Chris. is the thing. I think you'd have been a great teacher. You'd have been way better than I am. Yeah. But the JET program famously often seems to let some of the wrong people through, <laughs> as, I've, as I've found and has my friends any, have found. Yeah, has there been any proper wrong-uns who like, got into like trouble, just well, absolute naughties? Uh, this guy and doing drugs oh. who got buggered, I think, last year on the mm. JET program, got put in prison for a year. 
Um, I, I've met people. I've thought, how did you get in this? How did you get on this? <laughs> Children should not have to interact with you. No, exactly. Um, yeah, a lot of people seem to get through. Right, but um, no, I'd say just go for it, Leanne. Watch as many videos as you can. Read some books so you know the etiquette in advance. Learn mm. as much Japanese as you can. That's the one regret I do have. I wish I'd known a little bit more before I moved to Japan. But other than that, dive into the deep end. You don't need to go on a vacation. I couldn't afford a vacation either because to go to Japan does cost literally thousands of pounds or dollars to go yeah. for two weeks. Um, it's just not affordable. And I thought, well, I'm never going to be able to go there on a vacation because it's so expensive. I might as well go and live there. Mm. Um, and it worked out pretty well. Maybe I'll just get, um, I'll get like an au pair job. But au pair and English teacher. Au pair? Live au in. Pair. <laughs> and what's that when you raise people's children? I think you just look after the kids and teach them stuff, I think, maybe. That'd be awful. People who want to be homeschooled. Yeah, but you just walk in every day, bring in <laughs> a bucket of Coolish for the children to <laughs> dance around in. Yes. Love it. Um, Antonio says, Hello, Chris and Pete. I'm Antonio. Hello, Antonio. A university student from Hong Kong who would really love to meet Pete in person. And Chris, too. (laughs) In brackets. I love that. Yes. Uh, But unfortunately, I am attending uni in the West Midlands, which grants me a much smaller chance to bump into you two on the streets. I'm always in Birmingham, me. (laughs) Watching Chris's videos and listening to the podcasts have been my cure of boredom while preparing for my dinner and shopping in Sainsbury's. Chris even got me infected with his excessive Uh use of the word sinister, sinister that I've been using it recently for quite a number of times without actually <laughs> noticing. Do I use the word sinister that often? I don't think so. I, I, I wouldn't. I, yeah, no, I didn't. I, I wouldn't. I do like. I do quite like the word sinister. 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 Um, <laughs> I have been suffering from a lack of motivation for years now on studying, losing weight, learning Japanese. Mm. Though I'd really love to live a life in Japan after graduation. I remember Chris once mentioned about reading some Japanese proverbs and listening to brainwashing. Brainwashing, brainwashing recordings. recordings. Uh, but could I get some more suggestions from you to cope with my problem? Much appreciated. And please keep up the good work. Love you guys. Best wishes, Antonio. Love you too, Antonio. Um, Enjoy uh, university. There's, there's so much here packed into this. Enjoy Sainsbury's. Get yourself a cheese twist. <laughs> get yourself... Come on. I, do I, do I listen, do I listen to brainwashing twist. recordings? Um, no, I don't think that's, that's the thing. That's what the Brogy Japan podcast is. <laughs> Um, maybe you listen to stuff where you got to sleep or something. I kind of, um, I don't know. I did, I did used to, in my first year, I listened to a book, um, by Brian Tracy on the power of self-discipline. That was it. Brian Tracy's self-discipline. It's quite a good book, actually. Mm. Uh, I used to listen to that every day when walking to and from school because I like to walk to school and I I listened to that and it kept me busy. Cool. Um, and it kind of helped me become more disciplined in my life, I guess. But Mm. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Listen to that. Brian Tracy, power of self-discipline. Put that on. And basically, you learn that the one thing in life that divides people between those who are successful and those that aren't successful is a lack of self-discipline often. Right. And I found that I did have a lack of self-discipline. Um, so I, I, then I didn't because I listened to that book. And now I'm brilliant. <laughs> Do that. and then You, you can... just said you've let yourself down by putting on a bit of weight. <laughs> I did put on a bit of weight. Oh. I need to listen to it again. Have some self-discipline. I need some more discipline. <laughs> uh, right. Uh, here's a quick one from Brendan. Hello, B-Dog. Uh, dearest Chris and Pete. That is very... Informal yet a little formal. Uh, I love you. Uh, I love you. I love you. I love your podcasts uh, so very much, and look forward to them every week as they help me forget all my worries. <laughs> oh, Brendan, mate, come on now. Um, I have a question that I'd like to direct to Chris and ask: What are the positives and negatives of working as an alt in the Jet program? I've heard the hours are long, but what is the working environment like with fellow Japanese teachers and the students? What made you decide to stop after a couple of years, after a few years, and what kept you going during your stint? Is it like finances? The length of time you got, because sometimes you'll have days where you don't do anything, um, and it's just it's quite variable the days that you work and the days that you don't work. Well, I mean, I we really should do a podcast on English teaching in Japan. I think mm. we've skirted around it for the last year mm. and a half. But um, in summary, I left after three years because I felt like I'd done everything I could. Right. 
I, I, I felt self-disciplined. I, <laughs> I felt like I'd learned everything I could from the job and it was time to move on. And right. when you are in a job and you feel like you've reached your peak, mm. it is time to move on to the next challenge. Yeah. My next challenge was full-time. To not do YouTube. it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. First year as a teacher, I wasn't very good. I yeah. look back on it now and it's so hideously embarrassing. I would quite literally go to 7-Eleven, buy a bag of sweets, go mm. into the classroom, mm. do a little crappy quiz. Bribe people And they'd be sweets. like, oh, let's sweets, children, and throw sweets everywhere. And then I'd be like, yeah, I'm the best teacher in the world, bye. It just, and it was really you bad. were the assistant as well. Teachers you shouldn't be allowed. Would, I remember one time I walked in with a bag of sweets and one of the teachers that I worked with, who was great, just said, Chris, uh, we should stop playing games and start teaching them now. <laughs> and that was quite rare for a Japanese teacher to, right, to actually take a stand and, and, and be direct with me. And he was like, yeah, I think it's time we stop using sweets and start <laughs> teaching. I was like, yeah, right. And uh, that's when I became good. Oh. Um, so I, I, I will talk about this at length in another episode, but yeah. I will say that the working environment was pretty good. Mm. Working environment was very good. It depends heavily on each school. I had great experiences. Some people had better experiences. And I do know some people that didn't have great experiences. I've never met anyone on the JET program, certainly, who had an experience that was so bad they had to leave. The only person I know who left after one year uh, was because he was placed in a really rural area and he found it hard to actually get out and socialise with right. people. That's more of a problem. Um, the salary's all right. The salary is good enough to save enough money and travel and see and do things in Japan. Um, and the working hours aren't that bad either on the JET program in particular because it's a government-run program. Um, they know not to push you to your limits like a lot of Japanese jobs right. do. Um, there are some unsavoury uh, teaching programmes in Japan that will exploit you and push you and pay you less and give you more working hours. Uh, we will talk about that in another episode, but mm. for the most part, my experience was very positive and I always recommend it. If you're someone who's thinking of going to Japan to teach English on JET, 100% go and do it. I have no, not a single day has passed that I've regretted doing that. Um, Huge. I think that's a pretty good demonstration Summary. of how it was a good decision mm. you know, no regrets whatsoever indeed and it gave you a little indeed. bit of a platform to find, to find other things to do uh, hello to uh, IT support in the attic <laughs> IT support in yeah the attic. that's all we've got uh, hi Chris and uh, Co rude uh, so- <laughs> Sekiro Chris and, and Co. How rude. Uh, I Sek- like that. I'm going to refer to you as Co from now on. Jesus. Sekiro and the Legend of the Five Rings has awakened my suppressed Japanophile. Uh, when I was a student, That's I voraciously uh, studied foreign languages as I wanted to do, uh, be some kind of international studies major. But since I switched my focus to software engineering, I have found little use for human languages. <laughs> Is that who you want to be friends with? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah? Uh, I don't have much Chris time to spend Co. on other hobbies outside the ones I currently have, and most of them I justify as being part of a larger career path. Can you think of any practical reasons for learning Japanese if you don't plan on living there or travelling every year? Uh, no, probably. <laughs> um, no. In short, no. Like I love Japanese. Learning it's been a lot of fun. It's great to be able to read and write kanji mm. characters and talk in Japanese and stuff. But if you're not going to live in Japan... Mm. I really wouldn't bother. It's, it it's, takes it takes a lot of time. I spent like the best part of two years all my free time learning it. Is there any um, if you learn Japanese kanji? Is there any crossover with Chinese? Characters? Yes, they do. Yeah, you, you can read a little bit of Chinese characters. Right. There is there is definitely crossover, mm. uh, which is cool. I was in Taiwan. And I could read certain things like coffee or food or drinks. Oh, open, close. Yes, sweet. No. Um, but you know, for the most part, I wouldn't bother because it's a mm. massive time investment, and yeah. you have to use oppo- the the sort of opportunity cost. What can you be doing in that time? Mm. For me, I stopped learning Japanese a few years ago now because I realised I'd reached where I wanted to be with the language. I could communicate, I could get by in daily life. But then I wanted to become a filmmaker and that's what I wanted to throw my energy into. Mm. And so I did. So, and there's many English language anyway. That, that, exactly. That so learn, I just learn what you need to learn yeah. to get where you want to be. And, that's and the to main be satisfied thing. in yourself as well. It's all about what you're happy with, isn't it? Mm, it's, not, mm. it's not what... 
is expected of you. If you're well, happy learning, you know, knowing a few words and, and you can get by like what that. What I will say is having learned Japanese, I was m- more curious about how languages operated. I would like mm. to do like a, a, a month-long crash course in German or Spanish or something and learn yeah. and grasp a new language and see how that works. But mm. for the most part, if you're not coming to Japan, uh, it's not worth learning. And even if you come in Japan for two weeks, it's only worth learning a few phrases. Hugely. Yeah, so there you go. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stressors. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension. So you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. Um, got question here from rosemary he says hi chris and pete uh i hope you're both well i'm rosemary from the uk and listen to the podcast on my commute through the kent countryside yeah kent represent good i'm turning 30 next year and we'll be going to japan for the first time around the same time on my honeymoon Yay. i'm thinking of making a 30 before 30 list of activities like a bucket list without the dying part uh one of which is visiting japan i think chris is the same age as me and was wondering if he made a 30 before 30 list would there be anything notable on it even if it's not japan related Ah. Pete, if you could add one Japanese experience to Chris's list, what would it be? Mm. Please also give a shout out to my fiance, Steve, who introduced me to abroad in Japan and got me interested in Japan. Hello, Stephen. Stephen and Rosemary. 
have a have a nice time with rosemary. Have a lovely Let's marriage. Have a, have a nice time with the rosemary. That's I'm too, really hot. Two this spices. Rum, this rum's like a sauna. Two spices. Thyme and rosemary. Got us filming and recording in a tiny booth. It's yeah. really hot. It's, it's so actually hot. quite. It's actually quite pleasant in the um, winter time because it's quite warm. But I've during got, the summer I've months, it's horrible. generally so hot. I'm forgetting how to speak. Um, <laughs> what have you thought about this? Um, one? I think you should you... go to a soccer match in Japan. Chris's first Japanese soccer match. Yeah, I will kill it. You can um, stand in with the ultras. You know and I the flags. You, know, you know I don't do football. As you I ranted would in, about last week, you would week enjoy the ceremony. I think seeing uh, you've been to a baseball match in Japan, haven't you? Uh, I was dragged kicking and screaming to one because it was my school playing. <laughs> right. And I remember I watched for five minutes and then I went and just sat on my iPhone and read a book. No, but I mean like a like a full scale. I think you kind of forget how impressive seeing. 10,000 people together in one place is. Why would this be on your 30 before 30 list? Because you've not seen that list you've not would been be to a soccer match. You've not been to a, across Japan. You've not go been to a proper... You've not, not go and watch proper... someone bat a ball over a fence. <laughs> um, my, my list, I actually I haven't got a list, Rosemary. I should definitely make one. I think that'd be a lot of fun. Mm. I should make it and we should discuss it in an upcoming episode. Yeah, let's do a little plan. How, how long you have you got? How, what have you got? Have you got like a 40 before 40 list? God, no, anyone who does that is a bellend. <laughs> but, but 30's fine, I guess. I think uh, yeah. one of those things on your list would be be on the Abroad Japan channel, which you've uh, Yeah, exactly. I've achieved. You've done. Achieved you've done and, that. Uh, yeah. Um, Superseded with my efforts as well. <laughs> sorry, Rosemary. I feel like I've, I've done nothing of value for your question there, <laughs> other than promise you something in the future. Mm. Although I did give Stephen a shout out. So let's do it. Best podcast ever. Um, one last question here, Pete, from uh, Eloise, Eloise, who says, Hi, Chris and Pete. Love the podcast. I listen to it while I'm baking. This week, it was a millionaire shortbread. Lovely. Mm. My boyfriend and I recently returned from a three-week so- sojourn. What's a sojourn? Sojourn. Sojourn. A little trip, a little oh, um, nice. deviation from normal broadcasting. That's a nice word. Sojourn mm. in Japan. Beginning in Tokyo, ending in Osaka, and visiting Hakone, Kyoto, Hiroshima, and Koichi in between. Well, that's, that's interesting. Nobody, mm. Normally, people go to Koichi. Uh, Koichi uh, is in Shikoku. Ah. Ryotaro's been there and he, he loves it. It's good, good seafood, apparently. One thing we noticed whilst we were there is the lack of benches or any places to sit and the signs begging people to please refrain from resting anywhere. Please refrain from Why resting anywhere. This? Especially in Tokyo, which is so huge and tiring, we really miss the availability of places to just sit and rest our legs. <laughs> Bonus question, what makes the plushies so soft? I ended up bringing <laughs> an octopus plushie from Osaka uh, because it was a kind of soft I've never come across before. Thank you for reading, uh, Eloise. Illegal chemicals uh, make the plushies so soft. They probably do. <laughs> Asbestos plushies for well, you all can, the family. You've got those uh, daft games where the claw machines, where they've got um, a lot of cameras trained Famously on the claw machines. in the one in... in Osaka where you did it in the video. Oh, did, yeah, the I didn't video win where Pete's in Osaka, he did a claw machine, he lost. <laughs> and it's quite, quite I've, won a f- I've won a few things in my time. What did I win? Oh, I won an entire... Packet of you know those little um, uh, omiyagi kind of little biscuit uh, the crisps pocky they're like no no pocky they're like crisps they're like um, big long kind of uh, it's Doraemon's on them Doraemon pocky 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 uh, the Pokemon's here uh, Doraemon uh, advertising them they're like little crunchy Doraemon. crisps Doraemon oh, uh, Doraemon no, not a clue yeah well anyway they're, they're like little kind of like grab you sort of yeah. eat them like, in little packets um, you see them in bars every now and again at Halloween it's like a little trick and treat trick or treat sort of Pocket. situation yeah. <laughs> and uh, they're really nice and I bought and, and I um, won on my first go like a massive packet of about 50 of them and I was trying to eat a little bit healthy last time I went to Japan because I, I just ended up putting loads of weight on um, and so I crunched through about 5,000 packets of them it was very nice very very but pleasant did you sit on a bench Benches are around. They're not. Benches are no, around, I've talked about this before, really? how much I hate the fact. What? Japan really doesn't want you to experience, like, just relaxation. Enjoy life, right. 
I don't know why this is. You go to temples and places, benches are rare. They are there sometimes, but they are pretty rare by the standards of other countries. Like okay. In the UK, we have a bench every five feet. Yeah, right. Because people are lazy, I don't know. But <laughs> I don't know why that is. It seems um, in Japan, it just it's the outdoors is treated very differently to how mm. it is here. There's a sense of... I don't know, I often feel like when I'm in Japan, everywhere I go, I'm in a library. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when I'm walking down the street or I'm checking out a temple or I'm mm. anywhere, I feel like, oh, I can't relax or enjoy myself here. Yeah. I have to look at it and get a move on. Yeah, I, 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 my own experience is, I guess, is from big cities, I suppose. So, mm. like, I mean, I guess maybe you don't see that many, um, that many benches out in the sticks. But my advice: get yourself to Don Quixote, buy a little chair, <laughs> yeah, what is it on chairs, and yeah. bring it around with you, Eloise. Yes. And the next time you're in Japan, you can sit there with your chair and your asbestos plushie <laughs> and have a whale of a time. That is all for now, guys. Keep the comments, mm. questions, stories coming into a Brawn Japan podcast at gmail.com. We'll be back same time next week to do it all over again. But for now. No matter where you might be out there in the big wide world, have yourself a great week and we'll see you next Wednesday. Bye-bye. This was a Stakhanov production. 